Live from FEMA Region 2, back at it one more again for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up with your host this evening, your brother Cam Kazi the Cutlass. Shout out to my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Shout out to the whole On The Wake Up Radio family and shout out to you, the listener, the On The Wake Up Radio Army. You can check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. If you are listening on the Instagram, I'm telling you right now, go to onthewakeupradio.com. You can keep your Instagram on, you can keep the Instagram live on, but I'm gonna telling you we're going to talk about some shit tonight. And whenever that happens, you know the censorship that we get. So highly recommend you going to onthewakeupradio.com. Listen to the crisp, clear sound of On The Wake Up. That is our 24-hour broadcast. We have live programming and we have past archive shows. So you can just listen on at any time of the day and find some really good content. You can also check out our archive shows at... We don't have YouTube anymore because of censorship. Google Play is out because they switched their format, but we do have the SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and yeah, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. Right. So check us out at any of those platforms. Check out, you can check out the archives. Um, big shout out to. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell. Thank you, Deanne, for keeping the lights on, but we don't know how long that is going to last because we know we got this cyber polygon bullshit coming up, and we might touch on that a little bit tonight. If you got to see the advertisement for tonight, then you already know what it is. The this this is going to be another peep the propaganda episode it's looking like cuz you know there's a lot of stuff to touch on we we could go through different movies and scenarios and you know all these things to make us believe that there will be a blackout or sustained blackouts or anything of that fashion to come in the months and years so you know just pay attention to that we're also going to talk about what you could possibly do for some of those situations. We don't have all the answers, but we do have some things for you to think about and consider, okay? And if anybody has some input as to what you might want to do or what you can do to, you know, kind of protect yourself or buffer yourself against the bullshit as we go deeper and further into this new world, then we are open to suggestions. I might even open up the mic for you tonight. So just stand by. As you can see, I'm drinking my chlorophyll water right here, right now. 
This guy drops a liquid, about a cap full of liquid chlorophyll. I drink that pretty regularly. I drink a little bit every day. And, you know, chlorophyll is good. Chlorophyll is the uh, the green pigment that uh, basically helps with photosynthesis. It takes the energy from the sun and it turns it into energy for the plants, okay? But also is beneficial for the human body. It's good for... It's good for um, helping to, to rebuild the blood cells, oxygenating the blood, bringing oxygen to the blood. You know, this is especially important in these times right now. And, you know, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff like that this evening. So just stand by, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you're listening on the IG, shout out your FEMA region. From what FEMA region are you hailing? And do you know your FEMA region administrator? I am hailing from FEMA region two. And our FEMA region administrators, um, let me see, because we actually have a new one now. It was whatever this guy's name was. It was uh, Tom Van Nessen, the acting FEMA region administrator. Then it was this next guy who I can't even remember his name now. But now we have another acting FEMA region administrator. Oh, thank you. Right. Chlorophyll is also uh, into... Uh, Internal deodorizer. That's right. Who is your FEMA region administrator? Let me see. We, we got a new guy now. Let me see if I can find his name real quick for you. Oh, here you go. Thomas Fargioni. Tommy, Thomas Fargioni is the acting regional administrator for FEMA Region 2. So we still don't have a permanent FEMA Region administrator, which is really interesting to me. You know, that's something just to take note of. Do you have a a full-time administrator? Do you have an acting administrator? They've been swapping these guys out like cards. And, um, you know, are we in the middle of a FEMA Region emergency right now are we is our nation acting as the fema regions that's a question that you can ask i know something came out even when trump was still in office about him possibly ceding his power over to fema did that actually happen i don't know but we are in a national emergency emergency situation and so it's worth looking into because then it'll give you an idea of, if nothing else, the laws that are around, the laws that are being enacted and the rules, and rules of engagement, really, you know, because one thing that we've been talking about on this program since pretty much since we started is how you have the, you have the laws you have the rules. We're in a tyranny right now, but there's levels to this tyranny, right? And so you may not have, you know, the guys in the jack boots kicking down doors. Well, we do have guys in boots kicking down doors, don't we? But, mm, you know, we may be closer to the bullshit than than we actually think. (laughs) Now that I think about it. You know, we got the people kicking down doors. We have the the laws. We have the social environment that's been created where you have basically the thought police, okay, right? You know, one thing I throw around a lot is rise of the Gestapo because I was going to say we have, you know, a soft tyranny 
that's moving to a harsher, harder tyranny. But now it's like, you know, it's almost there at this point. It's 2021 right now, ladies and gentlemen. And the even the tyranny that was softer, you know, let's say 2019, 2018, 2019, now it's a lot harsher, actually. And shit, I mean, they already have the, the FEMA camp set up. They have the FEMA coffins that they found down in Georgia years ago. This was like almost a decade ago that we saw the coffins. We've seen more than a few videos of the uh, cattle cars or cars that could house people, right? Freight cars. Um, I drove by. I got a video. I drove by a depot. This was out in Arizona. Drove by a depot. It was just a long train with those cattle cars, you know, for carrying humans. You probably by now seen the videos of. I think it might have been in China. Who knows where it was? Where there was a whole bunch of concrete, concrete individual cells. And you had guys poking their heads out. Was it a display? Was it just, you know, um, psychological warfare? Or were they actual prisoners? Were they actually prisoners, okay? We saw the video a few months ago. It was last year sometime, actually, almost a year ago. Some guys were driving past. It was in the United States. Some guys were driving past some kind of depot where they had... All kinds of again individual individual concrete prisons, you know, open open prisons, the the kind that you could pick up and put onto a car, a, a freight train, and they had bars and they had toilets on them and little sinks. Okay, um, what's gonna come of those? We've seen the videos, or some of us have seen the videos, I have it somewhere, of, there is, uh, again, this is in the United States, this guy working in a factory or something like that, and there are thousands of boxes behind him, and these boxes are on pallets, thousands of boxes on thousands of pallets, and in these boxes are cadaver bags, okay? What are those cadaver bags for? Human cadaver bags, obviously. So there's something going on. Um, the powers that be are preparing for something in this country. And folks need to take this very seriously because if nothing else, yeah, body bags. If nothing else, you have to have a, an awareness of the playing ground, of the battlefield. You know, I was listening to um, a shout out to... Um, Critically thinking, there's, there's an outfit out there, these doctors, Dr. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and Dr. Larry Pilevsky. They have this um, the series called Critically Thinking that I've been paying attention to, that I've been watching for, you know, at least a month, a couple months now. And they've been doing this since the beginning of the, since the beginning of the pandemic, pretty much. And these are some doctors who they are questioning the official narrative. And that's one thing that 
you know, that, that we have to do at this point. We have to be able to question the official narrative and use our critically thinking to come to, you know, understanding about what's going on. So it's important to listen to different perspectives, especially from medical professionals who are not towing the party line, okay? They're not going around, they're not going around pushing the official narrative, and that's important right now. So Dr. T, it's called um, Critically Thinking with Dr. T and Dr. P. And I swear I'm having these brain farts tonight. It's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't smoked, I haven't drank yet. Maybe I should drink a little wine and <laughs> get my shit together. But this is why we warm up the mic first. You know, just to kind of gather our thoughts, get comfortable. I can't front. I get nervous every time I get on this mic with y'all. Because there's so much to talk about and I don't want to miss anything. So whatever I was about to say, I'll come back to that because I can't even remember. I, my brain just took a shit on me, literally. literally just went out the back of my head. <laughs> Salud. If you're drinking, drink up. If you're smoking, light it up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> But even talking about these medical professionals, I can name a few who I advise people look into at this point just to get a different perspective of what's going on. Folks, I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to the IG live, please, you can keep the IG on because it's always good. We can do the conversation on there. And at the same time, Look at the pinned comment at the bottom right there. Go to onthewakeupradio.com. You can sign up. You can sign up on otwtube.com as well. Onthewakeupradio.com, you'll be able to hear this uh, broadcast uninterrupted. Because the shit we're about to talk about, you, you're going to get bounced out of, the, out of the live. It might freeze on you. All kind of wacky shit might happen, okay? So... Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> he said too much facts in that brain of mine. Right, I gotta slow it down a little bit. I gotta, <laughs> gotta drink something and slow it down. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, I am a cannabis connoisseur, and I have been since I was like 16 years old. And no lie, I really have not, I have not partaken in the sweet leaf in probably a year, you know, maybe a little more than a year at this point. You know, I haven't smoked. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Like it's a whole different a whole different experience, you know? Whole different experience. Get to experience life in a different way. I know it's not a big deal for some people, but for my real smokers, you know what I'm talking about. Like just a mat, mat to my real smoke. Imagine going like a few days or a few weeks without smoking. <laughs> you know, it's one thing you get to really be in touch with your emotions and kind of what's going on inside your mind and your body. But then you know my mind moves so fast as it is that, I don't know, maybe I do need something to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> That's why I say smoke them if you got them. I still, listen, I am still an advocate for cannabis, okay? 
because it has so many medicinal benefits. That's another thing because I get to um, experience it in a different way now. You know, I still like the smell. I still like the taste. I mean, I've used it topically for things. I've used it for my hair. I've made products out of it. You know, it's a whole bunch of stuff. But we don't have to go into that. This ain't about cannabis tonight. It's about these doctors. So, as you know, take out your pens, papers, notebooks, textbook, edit, uh, Microsoft, Word, whatever you got to do to take some notes this evening, ladies and gentlemen. You might want to go back on this show. I don't know what's going to come up this evening, but it might be some hot shit. So, as I was saying, go to onthewakeupradio.com so you can listen to the uninterrupted broadcast. But from this point forward, we're about to get into some ill shit. And so... It might freeze up on you. My man uh, Jackson said it's frozen right now, heading back over to the website to listen. See, this is what I'm talking about. I haven't even started yet, and it's already freezing up. So you already know what to do, folks. You see the little pinned comment on the bottom right there from our wonderful producer, Cindy Ashby. Check it out. So a couple people, I have a list. This is the short list of doctors who I would listen to their content and just you know, use your critically, use your critical thinking. Okay. Because the important thing is to, to hear different perspectives on what's going on. That's the bottom line. Doesn't mean that any one of these people are the right person and have all of the details because anyone who's being truthful about this knows that they don't know shit about what's going on. Okay. Um, so and this is what, you know, some of these doctors will tell you. Um, a, a lot of these doctors, especially in their, they have this meeting of the five doctors on critically thinking where they'll tell you that, you know, we don't have all the answers. Or what they can tell you is what they are seeing in their medical offices, okay? So the, these are medical professionals who have everything to lose, by coming out and even speaking on these topics. And yet and still they do it because they realize it's you know for the greater good. Because if they don't speak on these things, then basically they're gonna see themselves as partly responsible for what's coming in the future. And I know that's how a lot of us look at it. A lot of us, if you want to call us truthers, I hate fucking titles. You know what I mean? Like a truther. Like if we're truthers, then what is everyone else? Is everyone else a liar? Is, is that what it is? You know, like, like the term anti-vaxxers. Like I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I told y'all before, I think I said it before. Like I don't eat pork. Does that mean I'm an anti-porker? No, I just don't eat pork. I don't, I don't dine on the swine. It's not my preferred, you know, delicacy. Fuck y'all, not y'all, not fuck y'all, you know what I'm saying? But people, like, I remember when I stopped eating pork, yo, I stopped eating pork at, like, 14 years old. It's funny because my family, uh, one of my uncles was a Muslim. My, my grandma's brother was a Muslim. He was a Nation of Islam Muslim. And so, and he lived in Bermuda. That's, where, you know, where that part of the family's from. And... I remember I was like 14 years old. They sent me down to Bermuda. They're like, oh, you're going to visit your uncle. You're not going to be able to eat bacon, no pork chops, none of that. They were laughing at me. They thought that shit was hilarious. Yo, I went down there and visited my uncle. 
and he he was cool, man. He was cool, and and my, and my uncle, he um, you know, he told me about the he told me about the swine. He told me what it was. He said, you know, it is the combination of the rat, the cat, and the dog. Okay, and listen, because he he ran a bakery. He ran a couple bakeries down there, and so you know, when we'd have to get up for work early in the morning. So they sent me down there. It was like a work vacation type of shit. Like, <laughs> listen, if my people, like my Caribbean people, my island people, my Southern people, you know, if you have, if you have, because all those cultures are really similar, you know, all those black cultures are really similar. Southern blacks are very similar to Caribbean blacks. And you know, if you have a family member, an elder who has a business you get sent on vacation, you might be working. <laughs> so that's what happened on this vacation, you know? I was down there for a few weeks. And so we'd have to get up early to go tend to his bakeries. And on these long drives in the morning, you know, I got to listen to, you know, shit about pork and, you know, history. It was really, it was really interesting. And so when he was telling me about the pork, he was telling me about how the, the pigs have no sweat glands. And so they have a, a tendon or something like that, not a tendon, an artery or a vein that goes out through their foot. And that's the way that they're able to, you know, that's where a lot of their toxins come out. So when you're eating pig's feet, you're eating that, that is probably the filthiest part of the pig next to the intestines. Every nasty part of the pig, black people eat it, okay? The foot, the asshole, the chain, you know what I'm saying? The colon, niggas are eating colons. <laughs> that's that's a whole that's a whole other topic for another time. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it. if you love your chitlins, that's okay. That's your business. Like I said, I'm not judging you, but that's just not for me. Okay? And that's the same thing with these, you know, with these vaccines where why do we have to have titles like anti-vaxxers? You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. I just don't want that in my body. Just like I don't want pig in my body, okay? Can you judge me? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you don't know. People that are for, that are pushing this on us don't even know for themselves. And that's the, like, we're definitely getting into that tonight. Right. That's right, y'all. People out here eating pig colons. You know what I'm saying? Colons, okay? That, I mean, the colon is for very few things. I mean, it's for things, but it's, you know, none of them involves eating them, okay? <laughs> Unless you're into that shit, you know? Fecophiliacs, and that's okay if that's your shit. If you don't know what a fecophiliac is, look it up. I think y'all can do the math because y'all are very intelligent. <laughs> fecophiliacs. But, you know, the colon is great for absorbing water and nutrients, and if it's blocked up, you know, impacted with feces, then... You could have allergies, leaky gut syndrome, those type of things, okay? So, that you're not really, so I don't, in my opinion, you, you don't need to be eating pigs, assholes. But like I said, that's your business if that's what you want to do. And I'm not judging you for it. But I'm not going to sugarcoat that. You could put all the vinegar you want on that shit. <laughs> you're still going to be a pig's asshole. <laughs> okay, I'm fucking done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm not judging you. But that's just not my preferred delicacy. So that's the same way I feel about these vaccines. Why is it that that people are pushing it so damn hard right now? 
you know, and people, most people have no idea what's in it in the first place. Another thing my uncle told me about was the trichino worm, trichinosis, the trichino worm, the trichino worm, this worm, you know, most meat, all meat has parasites anyway. Um, most meat has parasites anyway, but the pig, because they're, they're such a toxic animal, they have a little more. And this trichino worm, this, this, it goes, it is in your intestines. It's not just in your intestines, it goes into your liver, goes into your nervous system. Okay. Your central nervous system, your spine and your brain. Have you ever seen videos of someone whose brain is in Infected with worms, that shit is real. That shit is real. And it doesn't take, it, it doesn't happen in a short time, okay? That's eating enough, enough swine to the point that it, it fully invades your body. It's going off the topic a little bit, but somehow I think it's going to wrap back into what we're talking about because you, we have... When we think about the mind, we think about the brain, right, in our head. But the mind is all over the body. The mind is different parts of the body. The mind is, it's in your brain, it's in your heart, it's in your gut, it's in your sexual organs, okay? Your mind is spread out all throughout your body in different places, in different, different energy centers. So at any point... You could have different parts of your body guiding your actions, okay? If you don't believe me, watch this, right? Your mind, I think we know that the brain is like the engine, basically, or the brain is like the, the computer motherboard, basically, you know? And it directs everything, everything. But then think about when they say you're thinking with your heart, right? You're thinking with your heart. That's a whole different set of intellect right there. Maybe somebody is um, adept with emotional intelligence, right? Thinking with your heart, you're able to feel, right? What about if you have an addiction to food, right? You're thinking with your gut, all right? What if someone has an addiction to sex? And you're thinking with your sexual organs, right? So, you know, you have people who are addicted to sex, addicted to pornography, addicted to different things involving the sexual organs, and they can't stop themselves, okay? They have, you know, that's part, that's part of their mind. That's where their mind is at right there. So it's not a far stretch to say that we had that our mind is spread over our, the different parts of our body, okay? They talk about, in ancient times, they talk about, oh, you have the gall. You have the gall. What's your gall? Your gallbladder. Okay, that's a whole set of emotions right there. Um, your liver, especially in Chinese medicine, is associated with anger, right? With anger. If you have excess anger, might be dealing with your liver, okay? Your liver, liver gallbladder, they work together. So... That's just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. So now you have something like this trichino worm, which penetrates your gut, okay, your large intestine, your liver, and your central nervous system. This is like some body snatcher shit, okay? 
Damn right you want to eat that pork chop. Damn right you want to eat some chitlins. You know what I'm saying? Because that trachino worm is saying we need some reinforcements in here. Okay? This nigga drank some alkaline water the other day. Nah. <laughs> you need another pork chop player. All right? Somehow I feel like that relates to everything we're going to talk about tonight. Oh, who knows about the five element theory? Okay, okay. That's right. That's five element theory. That's TCM, traditional Chinese medicine theory. Relationship, liver, gallbladder, lung, large intestine, all that stuff, right? So some doctors that you should look into. Dr. Sucharit Bhakti. Dr. Sucharit Bhakti, S-U-C-H-A-R-I-T space B-H-A-K-D-I. I see you slow at tree massage. Okay. Dr. Sucharit Bhakti. Um, all I remember is he was telling us not to get the vaccine. Let me see where I can find about him real quick. We have to be resourceful, and the conversations we're going to have to have with our family members in the weeks and months to come, they're going to be difficult conversations, but necessary. So we want to be armed with enough knowledge and information to be informed about what's going on, okay? So... The headline from this, I just, this is from Rare Foundation USA. I don't even know what it is, but it says, Virologist Sucharit Bhakti warns parents, if you give that jab to your child, you are committing a crime, okay? It says, prominent German virologist Dr. Sucharit Bhakti advises the public not to receive the potentially lethal Chinese coronavirus vaccines. The esteemed doctor warns parents if they vaccinate their defenseless children, they are committing a crime. Listen, like I said, the... Go to onthewakeupradio.com. This shit might start to freeze on you. It might start to do a whole bunch of funky stuff. You can stay on the IG live and, you know, listen to the conversation. You could type your comments in there, but just be aware that shit might start to get funky from this point on. In a short video released by Dr. Bhakti, he explains that all brands of the experimental gene-altering mRNA injection known as the coronavirus vaccine, caused the immune system to explode, quote, explode into action to fight the virus, end quote. The immune system's response triggers the formation of thrombi that can be lethal. Quote, we have always had a deep concern that this explosion would set by chain reactions leading to the formation of blood clots in your vessels, clots that no one can see, but they can feel if the clot forms in your brain, end quote, Dr. Bakke explained. The prominent physician added that vaccinated people do experience blood clots and cerebral vein thrombosis. They, quote, will have splitting headaches, nausea, vomiting, paralysis, so many things that so many people have been reporting, end quote. To detect if a vaccinated person has blood clotting happening somewhere in their body, they can take a D-dimer lab test, stated Dr. Bhakti, quote, Now, a number of German doctors have been measuring the D-dimers in the blood of patients before vaccination and days after vaccinations, irrespective of symptoms. They have just found that triggering of clot formation is a very common event with all vaccines, end quote, Bakhti warned. Dire warning, okay? Now, this is the part you definitely got to listen to. 
The doctor sends an alarming warning to those who are taking the vaccine. Quote, when you take this jab, you are allowing your body, you are triggering a reaction that is potentially lethal. End quote. He implores adults not to take the vaccine. Quote, therefore, I strongly advise people not to get the shot. If you want to as an adult, you may, but you must realize that you are undergoing a threat. End quote. Um, you know, and, and this goes on. Um, here's another one. Nobel laureate Luc Montagnier warns COVID vaccine may lead to neurodegenerative illness. Okay. Peace, 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 everyone tuning in. I see y'all. Nobel laureate Luc Montagnier, Luc L-U-C space M-O-N-T-A-G-N-I-E-R. I can't remember. What did Montagnier, hold on, because he was, he, he did some shit. Because this is the thing, because you'll look up these people and they'll try to say that he is, um, you know, they're a quack, they're conspiracy theorists, but these people are like credentialed information, uh, excuse me, credentialed uh, researchers and, and doctors. Um, there's so much, I'm trying to find out his background again oh yeah oh yeah he he got the 2008 nobel prize in medicine for his oh, it was not wasn't nothing major but it was for the discovery of the hum, human immunodeficiency virus that's it you know that, that that's all he did luke montagnier and uh for y'all who may not know, human immunodeficiency by HIV. Somehow he discovered HIV. Okay. Okay. So this guy, Montagnier, was telling people, you know, basically don't get the shit. <laughs> Bottom line is what he's saying. Don't get it in a nutshell. There's some, you know, people saying that, uh, that he said that you're going to die within a few years. I don't know if that's true. I don't speak French. And that's the thing. I sent this to some people that speak French. They haven't gotten back to me yet. So I can't verify it at this point. But yeah, Luc Montagnier. Check him out, all right? Because, um, but he's telling people, don't get it. You know, this is an experimental thing. Um, Okay, like he says, uh, the messenger RNA may result in disastrous consequences without proper study, that type of thing. Um, and, and we know this. The thing with the thing that we're learning now, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, but it's worth repeating, is that <clears throat> spike protein is the most dangerous part of what's going on. And this artificial spike protein is what now people who have been injected, their bodies are producing these artificial spike proteins at this point. So these spike proteins have affinity to things like your heart, your brain, your lungs, ovaries in women, okay? Um, damn. Oh, 81 Jack boy said we was on lockdown on my jail unit because we didn't vaccinate and test. See, and that's fucked up because they, they're trying to, um, 
they want to go after the most vulnerable populations. People who are incarcerated are among the most vulnerable to this fucking human experimentation. Yo, we are we are currently living human rights violations. We are in the midst of witnessing some major human rights violations. There is enough research out there to know, if nothing else, to put a full stop on what's going on at this point, okay? There's enough, and there are enough professionals, especially outside of the U.S., because in America, a lot of these, these doctors, you know, they're worrying about their financial castration, and so they're not saying shit. They're pussies. They don't want to say anything. They don't want to speak on it. But in other countries, you know, in Germany, you had, what was it, 200 or 500 German scientists who were basically con contesting even the validity of what they're calling this virus, okay? So at this point, you know, a paper came out, uh, I guess a couple months ago or weeks or months ago that was saying that, yes, it is the spike protein that is causing the most damage and that COVID is actually, it's a vascular disease, okay? Okay, right, they don't wanna lose their PhDs and, and MDs. COVID is a vascular disease, ladies and gentlemen. It is not a respiratory disease. It is not a respiratory disorder. It is a vascular disease, and the spike protein is the main proponent, okay? That is the main bad guy in all of this. And the spike protein is what is being, what is, uh, being produced in people's bodies now through this, through this, um, through this shot. So now that this information is out there, you would think that it would be blasted all over the media, all over the news, all over the public, the mainstream media. No, they want no parts of that because they're going to keep pushing the same old narrative. And, and this is the danger of what we're facing right now because for anybody who is aware, and I put anybody who's listening to this right now, I'm putting you in that category. You're aware, if nothing else. You're aware that there's something else going on and that there are other truths to be unveiled at this point. If we know it, that means the people who are in power know it. And for whatever reason, they're unwilling to disclose it to the majority of the people. Like this should, should, should be breaking news all over the world at this point. And in some circles it is because uh, so many of us have been vindicated. Even from the beginning of this, you know, John and I on this program, early on in this pandemic, we pulled up the gain of function study like I'm talking like the early weeks, you know, first few days of the lockdown, probably in March, February, March, we brought, we brought out the gain of function study and we showed you that this shit goes back to 2014, 2015, where they purposely altered a coronavirus, a bat coronavirus specifically mutated it in order to see how quickly it would spread and how virulent it would be. The headline said that a bat coronavirus or a SARS or, or that SARS or a bat coronavirus would possibly be the next human pandemic. So how, how can people completely discount that? You know, so for a year, you know, people would say, oh, that's conspiracy theory. We don't know. But now you have all these, uh, all these Dr. Fauci emails coming out. I haven't gone through all of them at this point. I've gone through some of them, but there's still a lot to go through. But it's looking like, yeah, they, they knew that this might be 
might have come from a lab, you know. The National Institute of Health definitely did send money to Wuhan and to China to do gain-of-function studies. We pulled up that paper for you, you know, a few weeks ago. We don't have to do that again tonight. If you want to hear that, go back on the show a few weeks ago because we pulled up the paper and we went through the actual the funding part of the paper of the medical study and the National Institute of Health was right there on it. So, and it's a gain of function study. So there's really nothing else to say. There's no argument. There's nothing to be argued at that point. Okay. There's not conspiracy theory. It's right there in black and white. And like I said, I'm not going to do that again tonight because that was weeks ago that we did it, but we went to the actual research paper the, the peer-reviewed medical paper to show who did the funding for the paper. And yes, the National Institute of Health was on there. So if Dr. Fauci and Dr. Fauci was, you know, intimately involved with them. So if he said that they had nothing to do with it, he didn't know about it. He's most likely lying on stand in congressional hearings, okay? Now his emails are out. And yes, all this talk of now people, the majority of Americans, I think, are learning right now what a gain of function study is. And so, you know, like I said, we spoke on this last year and we've been speaking about it. Now it's finally coming out. And and this is why it's important for people to educate themselves the best way that they know how. And, you know, I just gave you two names right there, Dr. Sucharek Bhakti and Luc Montagnier. Okay, that's two people, two medical professionals who are speaking out against this. And you can go to their information and see what they're saying. I'm going to give you more names. That, like I said, this is the short list, but this is a powerful list. Okay. Another name I can give you, Dr. Carrie Made. Dr. Carrie Made. You might have seen her. Her videos were going around early on in the pandemic. Carrie Made, C-A-R-R-I-E, Made, M-A-D-E-J. You've probably seen some of her content. I know I posted a, at least a cut, one or two of her videos. And I mean, the shit she talks about is pretty terrifying. But at the same time, she knows what she's talking about. She talks about the importance <clears throat> of protecting ourselves against EMPs, electro, not, excuse me, EMPs. We'll get to the EMPs later. <laughs> Sorry. Um, EMFs, okay. Electromagnetic frequencies. She, she talks about the importance of protecting ourselves against that, different things we can do to buffer ourselves against that. She talks about the use of this hydrogel, this hydrogel and how I mean, the shit that she was talking about, she talks about how the hydrogel that the, this is being used in the vaccine is being used for a lot of different medical purposes. The, the hydrogel is one of those things where I guess they just feel like they could just put it in damn near everything, at, at, at hydrogel for everything. Right. So one example she gave in a video that she did last year for the hydrogel, she explained how. You have these apps on your phone, you know, uh, monitor your health, this and that. Well, with the hydrogel, the hydrogel, it's a, it's a, some sort of 
nanolipid substance. And lipid, anytime you're dealing with lipid, you're dealing with your, the fat layers of your body. So lipids and... and when you're talking about lipids, it's not just the fat layers of your body. It's every one of your cells, your red blood cells is covered by a lipid bilayer, okay? Your lipid bilayer is what, you know, that's why we have to have our um, essential, essential fatty acids because, you know, constantly consuming them because it, it the this lipid bilayer coats every cell and once once it's strong and it's healthy then your cells just gently bounce off of each other right but if your lipid bilayer is weak or it's insufficient then your your cells tend to stick to stick together and that can, you know, ruin the integrity of your cells and then it leads to a whole cascade of other issues. So this hydrogel, it works on the lipid layer, which means it can, and it's it's nanotechnology, so it's self-replicating. It's constantly replicating itself. And apparently that's what's in these vaccines is hydrogel. So she explains that the hydrogel They, they have these vaccines, and this isn't what they're using right now, I don't think at least, not at this point, where certain things where you can put this little bandage on your arm, and it has hydrogen, it has, it has these little like snake teeth that hooks into your arm and, and just injects into your arm whatever needs to be injected. It's to the point where you can have this patch on you and they can literally, and so it's got this hydrogel, this nanotechnology, and they can literally program program the next vaccine or the next whatever they want to do. Let's say, okay, you need a COVID vaccine. We'll just type in a couple values to this computer. It's gonna it's gonna communicate with the patch that you have on your arm and start to produce. The substance that you need, compute completely computer programmed at that point, where they don't even need to inject. All you need is the patch, and it'll create <laughs> create the values to create the <laughs> the vaccine or the medicine. Not even just the vaccine, medicine, whatever medicine that you need, where you don't need to go get your prescription filled from the doctor necessarily. You just need your doctor long distance to just send the little patch, the computer program, whatever program it needs to create that substance with the hydrogel that's already in your body. The hydrogel, they, they still don't, at this point, we still don't know what its capabilities are. But ultimately, seems like they're going to use this type of thing to take over people's bodies and their minds. And I know that's like... Uh, for some people, that's a far stretch because they can't understand how something like that might happen. That's the, you know, part of the ultimate goal. I don't want to say that's the ultimate goal because I don't know what the ultimate goal is, but I believe that's a big part of it. We've seen enough movies. I mean, enough body snatcher movies, enough zombie apocalypse movies to 
to you know the matrix all these type of movies where they talk about basically capturing the human mind and the soul in you know some kind of whether it's a computer or it's uh or it's just purely physical like a like a zombie apocalypse or if y'all have ever seen the body snatcher movies, they have made so many body snatcher movies. They made the original invasion of the body snatchers. They remade it in the 1970s. They made this movie called Puppet Masters, which is like a body snatchers type of movie. They made another movie where was it? It wasn't Jodie Foster. It was the other lady that looks just like her. I don't know what fuck her name is. It might come back to me. It might not. Called Invasion, but same type of thing. It's like a body snatchers type of movie. Same type of thing. <clears throat> One thing interesting in those movies too, the body snatcher movies and in Invasion too, is there were some people who peeped what was going on and they realized, they said, okay, we can move amongst, because the body snatchers were like aliens from another planet, but they, the way that they presented was kind of like viruses or or they you know they they came in and <laughs> they came and inhabited whatever different species were on the, the earth it started as plants people came and picked these plants and the next thing you know the body snatching would would take place and the, the pod people you know they were pod people <clears throat> so now you have these pod people running around and walking around and, you know, they know who each other are for the most part. And they're going on these missions, creating more pod people. And as, you know, all they got to do is put the plant or the pod somewhere in your house or outside your house and your essence, you're going to start to shrivel up, right? And then this pod is going to take on your form and then it becomes you. And that's how they slowly took over. And so, and they, you know, go about their business. And at a certain point, they're not the majority, so they have to move a certain way. But at a certain point, all of a sudden, they're the majority. and They're all around you, right? So for the people who were not absorbed at this point, they had to learn to move through them seamlessly without being noticed. So in both of these movies, they had to show no emotion right? That was a big thing. They had to show no emotion in order to fit in with the pod people. In the 1970s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, <laughs> yo, that's what, I remember that scene from when I was a kid. That shit terrified me. Fucked my head up. I'm gonna tell you why. It's still, you should watch this movie, but you see them kind of moving around, you know, it's a group, a small group of them trying to make their way to whatever their objective is. Then this fucking dog runs up on them. <laughs> but the dog had a human face. <laughs> dog had a human face and so the people they they didn't expect it so the lady screams out and that's where everyone looked because they knew that they weren't a pod people <laughs> hey salute salute yo the, the people the dog had a human face and it and it looked at them 
<laughs> and the lady freaked out. And that's how they ended up, you know, they had to run. And one of the ladies, the one that told them to not show emotion, she didn't show emotion. She just kept her shit straight. I know she was freaked out, but she just kept on moving. Saw that motherfucker and didn't budge. And it's like, that's the type of, uh, I, for me, I was like, okay, that's the type of tenacity that you have to have in this new world as you move through this shit, you know? Sometimes you might have to, <laughs> uh, I'm talking about the body snatches, bro. The the, the 1978, I think, uh, version of, of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And you have to have that same type of tenacity where you can move through this world. You're going to have to weave through these people. You got you to gotta weave through these people and, you know, figure out how to maneuver in this world, this new world, okay? It's 2021. And for me, that was even symbolic of how you see all these harsh draconian measures that they're trying to impose on the people right now. They want to get people like us upset. They want us jumping. They want us jumping out of line and exposing ourselves. And you can't do that. You got to be able to move seamlessly without these motherfuckers knowing, okay? Because we're, we're walking through a, a whole bunch of drones right now, you know? Um, the super producer, she had sent me this message uh, a few days ago, and I, I don't know how true it is, but someone was saying that they were a neuropsychologist or something like that. And uh, was it neuropsychologist? Something like that where they're constantly measuring the brain waves of people, okay? And what they noticed is that people who have had the jab, they are measuring in as basically asleep, okay? Their brain waves are at a state where they should technically be asleep, but they're not asleep. So, you know, I'll let y'all kind of juggle that around in your mind and figure that out. But we're in a whole new battlefield right now. Ah. Damn. It almost came back to me because it was bringing me back to a point I had told you, man, I'm experiencing major brain shit right now. Oh, yes. Okay. So this is what Dr. P was saying. Thank you, Dr. T and Dr. P. So Dr. P, Dr. Larry Pilevsky was saying that <clears throat> in this country, most Americans have never experienced war, okay? We haven't had to duck under tables with bombs, okay? We haven't had, you know, uh, battles being engaged outside of our doors and windows. We haven't had an attack on our homeland. So our concept of war is kind of what we see in movies. It's really like Vietnam type shit, right? Yeah, that, that's kind of our concept, especially if you're coming, like if you're my age, I'm coming from, you know, I was born in 82. So my idea of war was always kind of shaped by, you know, like World War II, but more Vietnam because that was more modern. And then we had, you know, I, I lived through uh, 
Persian Gulf, the first Persian Gulf, which was completely fucking orchestrated, where you had this guy who was, you know, former allies with the U.S., was now the bad guy. And I just remember, you know, CNN and the Scud missiles and the Patriot missiles. And I remember watching, like, I swear, every day on TV, you would see the Scud missiles and the Patriot missiles just, just clacking against each other just all day. Like, nobody was winning. Fucking missiles blowing up each other in the air. And so, you know, this is our idea of war. And, and we are not, we haven't been acquainted with the idea that we are in war right now. Now we are under attack right now. And people have to wrap their minds around that. And so for our people who, I love you too, please salute, absolutely. So for the people who are listening to this conversation and asking these questions, you have to realize that we are in a state of war right now where the attacks on us are I mean, they're coming after our DNA. So anytime someone is coming for your DNA, that means they're playing for keeps. That means they're coming to erase future generations. Plain and simple, full stop. You don't have to think too deep or too intellectually about it, okay? And so that's what uh, Dr. Dr. Pilevsky was explaining, that Yes, we have to realize that we're at war right now and the battlefield doesn't look the way that we might imagine it's supposed to look, okay? It is a complete war. I mean, this if, if y'all look into Codex Alimentarius, Codex A-L-I-M-E-N-T-A-R-I-U-S, it's something like that. Honestly, there was like a, a six-hour video on YouTube about it, but it's since been deleted. My man put me onto it last year and it's been deleted. And one of the, uh, the doctors, Dr. Sh Dr. Rima Labo. Okay. Dr. Rima, R-I-M-A. I should put her name on this list too. Rima, R-I-M-A Labo, L-A-I-B-O-W. She's actually, um, oh, peace, peace, peace from Kenya, peace from Kenya, Barigani. So Dr. Rima Labo, she was actually the doctor in Jesse Ventura's conspiracy theory. And back in like 2009, she said that, um, she said that there was going to be a pandemic and that they were gonna roll out this vaccine, but there wasn't gonna be enough of the vaccine, so that they would and they they would end up cutting it with um, squalene, and that the squalene is a depopulation agent. Okay, so what do we see going on now? But we see even with this this uh, COVID vax, where this thing again is is attacking reproductive tissue. There's even something in it. Oh man. Something Dr. Dr. Uh, Sherry Tenpenny was saying that there was something, uh, what is it called, flagellates or something like that, where basically it cuts down, y'all are going to love this, especially my people who know a little bit about the body, it cuts, it basically shortens the tail of the sperm. 
It shortens the tail of the sperm. So what does that do? That reduces sperm motility. That means motherfuckers can't even swim to the legs, okay? <laughs> it's just Lieutenant Dan motherfucking sperms, okay? That's what they're doing. These niggas can't even run to the egg, okay? <laughs> Dr. Phil, nah, fuck Dr. Phil. <laughs> y'all are funny. Y'all are funny. That's why I love y'all, man. I'll drink to that. Fuck that dude. But um, yeah. So I believe it's called flagellates. Don't don't quote me on that. But if you go back and look at the most recent episode of Critically Thinking with Dr. T and Dr. P. Again, it's the most recent. I think it was from June 10th. Look at that one. The, the the recent episode from June 10th. It's with the uh with a, a number of different doctors. She talks about that. Doc, Dr. Tenpenny talks about that. Where the one of the substances in these shots is it's literally cuts the tail of the sperm and reduces sperm motility. So they can't even swim upstream. Okay. Not to mention that the spike protein also attacks the uh female and the male reproductive system. Okay. This um this Codex Alimentarius goes back to the Nazis basically and it's it's um something to that at this point it's been fully implemented and it is to control the food, to control the medicine, to control everything that we put into our bodies. This is why we cannot say that anything cures disease because of Codex Alimentarius. Because as soon as you start talking about cures, then that goes into another realm. Like, it's, it's completely bullshit. And it makes it so that, you know, it, any, any natural substance cannot be patented. Anything that comes from Earth. So anything with anything, any substance that has been patented is not natural, basically. And these are the type of things that they want to put in our bodies. This is the type of thing that says that, you know, animals need to be injected with hormones and steroids, that that foods need to be injected with certain substances, okay? This is what we're talking about when we talk about the Codex Alimentarius. Definitely look it up, but it's Dr. Rima Labo who talks in depth about these things. <coughs> Excuse me. Dr. Peter McCullough. Dr. Peter McCullough. I've seen a couple of interviews with Dr. Peter McCullough. I've heard criticisms about him too. But again, just look into him. See what he says, okay? Dr. Roger Hodkinson. He's a British guy. Um, Dr. Roger Hodkinson. He's another one that's saying that the way we understand this pathogen is complete bullshit and that masks are doing more damage than they are good and that this is all about control. Okay. Dr. Byron Bridle. He's one of the more recent ones that I came across. Dr. Byron Bridle. B-Y-R-A-M Bridle. B-R-I-D-L-E. And Dr. Bridle. Let me see if I can find the information that he dropped because he dropped some shit the other day and people are not feeling him again if you look this guy up <clears throat> hey thanks for tuning in thank you for tuning in definitely rjz 
Dr. Brito. So see, because I love going to these um, these peer-reviewed medical papers, all right? So the title of this one, Dr. Brito was explaining that this paper finally came out and it's uh, telling us exactly what is going on with the spike protein, all right? <clears throat> yeah, so the name of this paper is A Core Shell Structured COVID-19 mRNA Vaccine with Favorable Biodistribution Pattern and Promising Immunity. All right. It's a long, pretty long paper, but one thing that came out in it again, as I mentioned, one thing that came out is that this COVID has an, the, the spike protein has an affinity to, uh, I think it's a 60, what they say, 63, 64% affinity to ovaries. Like why, why is the spike protein attached to ovaries? Okay. <clears throat> why does it, why is it attracted to um, respiratory tissue? Why is it attracted to the brain? All right. Once the, once this starts getting into these places. Okay. So what's, what's going to happen? And again, like I'm not a, a virologist, so bear with me as I try to describe these things. And I'm telling you now, I'm not the best person to describe these things, but you can go to the professionals. That's why I'm pointing you to the direction of the professionals so that you can have a better understanding of what's going on here. So one thing that it does, it it's going to alter the shape of the proteins in your body, all right? If y'all have heard anything about prion disease, that is exactly what a prion is. But a prion is a misshapen protein. It's not a virus because it has no independent DNA of its own. But this, this, thing, can, this thing can very well be uh, these jabs can very well be causing prion disease in people, and that it's it, that's its own shit show. But basically, these things are going to cause at some point an autoimmune response, and the tissues, the antibodies that are being created, they are so close to. Or uh, the, the spike protein is so close and so similar to tissues and proteins that are already in the body that the antibodies are going to be attacking parts of the human body, especially of the people who took this jab. And so, you know, I heard, I've heard some shit, and I don't even know if I'm going to repeat it on this show. We'll see. But needless to say, you know, people, people need to do their homework and become educated on 
what's going on to the point where they can talk about it. I'm just going to tell it. I'll just tell you. So I'm, I'm, I've heard several medical professionals say that it's possible that people who receive the jab may only have a few years to live. I don't know how true that is. Nobody knows how true that is. But the thing is that as mRNA, as these mRNA injections have been studied over the years, the animals generally don't live that long. You know? Um, Yeah, so, you know, this shit is sad if any part of it is true. But we have to educate ourselves and we have to keep putting pressure on, you know, these selected officials, whoever. And, and more of us need to do it. You know, I, I always tell you, I, for the longest time, I just kept quiet about shit. And since having this show, I'm not as quiet. I, trust me, I don't want to be out here talking about this shit. Um, but anybody that knows me, you know, that's known me for a while, you know that, like, that's, yeah, I'll, I'll tell my people about this shit, take it or leave it. I'll let them know. But now, you know, having a wider platform, I guess it's important not to be silent in these times and people have to find their ways of speaking up. And honestly, I don't advise people to speak up this way necessarily unless <clears throat> you're fully aware of kind of the repercussions of speaking up because the tr- truth truth hurts, but it's real. And not everybody is ready for the truth. And it's difficult to have these conversations. And that's why it's important to arm yourself with enough information from different places so that you can articulate what you think is going on, okay? So, at this point, we understand that the spike protein is the active component, not only of the vaccine, but of what they're telling us is the COVID coronavirus, okay? And... This spike protein is going to wreak havoc in people's bodies all over the world. And they know this. And so when, I mean, so go to the VAR system, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. I just heard today that VAERS is at least 150,000 people in the rears and possibly results are being changed. I mean, <clears throat> when I initially... Looked, did, did my uh, search in VAERS to look at uh, what was going on with this vaccine. It was saying that there was over 500,000 results. And so you had to, you had to narrow your search. Okay. I'm hearing that there are 30 to 40 new reports every day. There are over 4,000 adverse reactions to all of these, um, including death at this point. And this is probably only 1% of 
the actual numbers of deaths. Because VARES, you know, not everybody's going to get to report theirs to VARES. I mean, even the process, this is what, um, I can't remember which doctor, might have been Dr. Larry Pilevsky. Somebody, was it Pilevsky or was it someone else saying that they went, no, 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 it was Dr., might have been Dr. McCullough. I can't remember who, but whoever it was was saying that, um, He was saying that just to that one of his patients had an adverse event. So he had to fill out the VAERS report. And as he's going through it on every page, take a good half an hour for just one report. And every page it says that, you know, if you are, if you misrepresent any information, it's a federal offense, blah, 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 as you go through each page of this. So, and this is what the average person doesn't realize that these for the average person these are major deterrents that who wants to who wants to record that type of information where if i fucking put this the wrong name or dot the wrong thing this could be a federal offense i could be thrown in prison i could lose my license to, to, to practice medicine hell no you know pe- people are simple people are simple and they're scared and nobody wants to lose their livelihood over something like that. So the what has been reported, you know, the the amount of adverse reactions that, that have occurred already surpass theirs from like 98 to 2014 or something like that. Something insane. Okay, and mind you, that's again maybe 1% of actual cases. So at this point, we might be looking at 400,000 adverse events, possibly 400,000 deaths from the shot in the United States. All right, folks? I did the math at 30 deaths a day. Let's just say 30 reported deaths a day, just 1%. After one full year, that's one point something million dead people from this jab that most Americans don't even realize. I've seen plenty of comments. And this is the thing. And this is why they're trying to shut down even social media to a certain extent, too, because people speak on these things. You have people who are, you know, pro-vax, if you want to call them that, if you want to give them a title. Who will say, you know, oh, you know, my my so-and-so died from this. My so-and-so died from that. Where they'll explain like, yeah, their family member or their friend died from receiving it. Okay. I've seen several people who said that at this point. And again, the media will never, will never report on that. And some people get serious reactions. Other people don't. One thing this was a so-called conspiracy theory that turned out to be true. <sighs> a lot of folks were saying, you know, what about the placebos? Bet you some of these are saline. Shout out to Black Girl Off Grid. She was saying from the beginning, probably before they even rolled out the vaccine, she said that she wouldn't be surprised if some of these were just saline solution and weren't actual vaccines. 
And lo and behold, a report came. I can't remember where it was from. I don't have it on me right now. I don't have it on hand right now. But, <sighs> excuse me, report came out that a whole batch of these things were straight saline solution. There was nothing in them. <laughs> it might have been Florida. I can't remember what state it was now. I don't even want to lie to you. Oh, I'll see if I can find it for next show. Straight saline solution. They weren't even... Y'all can look this up. Maybe I can look it up real quick, right? Um, see what comes up. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. April 19th, 2021. There's that April 19th date again, too. This is from the New York Post. Walgreens store mistakenly injects saline instead of COVID-19 vaccine. North Carolina, okay. A North Car- a Walgreens store in North Carolina mistakenly gave people shots of saline instead of a COVID-19 vaccine, the company said. The pharmacy chain insisted that a quote-unquote limited number of people were impacted by the mix-up at a location in Monroe, the Charlotte Observer reported. Those who received... Those who received saline instead of the COVID-19 shot were contacted to reschedule their appointments as soon as possible, the company assured. Quote, these patients will later receive their second dose within the appropriate time frame, end quote, the statement said. Lisa Strong said she and her husband were among the people who received the wrong injection on March 20th at the store, news stations WRAL reported. Quote, they called us and told us we needed to come back the next day that there had been a mix-up with our shot, end quote. How did they even find this out? Walgreens said it's investigating the incident and have, quote, taken immediate steps to review our procedures with the location to prevent this from occurring again. Listen, somebody dropped a dime, in my opinion, and let it out that a number of these COVID shots are actually saline solution. This is something that folks like us have been throwing around since the beginning and it actually happened. And the, the opinion behind that is if everyone to were, if everyone were to receive the actual shot, the amount of injuries and deaths would be too, too extreme. And, people would catch on quicker. So again, that's a theory right there. But the more time goes by, the more that theory appears to be a reality. So educate yourself. You might actually know what you're talking about, okay? And don't let people who are so quick to poison themselves tell you anything, okay? What can they tell you? If, they, if they're not willing to do the research, they're not willing to educate themselves on what's going on, what can they really tell you in the end of the day? All they can do is parrot what they hear on the fucking idiot box. You remember when we were kids and they called the TV the idiot box? And all of a sudden now everyone's huddled around the TV and and watching it and and listening to everything that comes off of it. It's still the idiot box. You know, 
it's not an entertainment device. It's a it's a mind control tool. Okay? And at the very, you know, in more extreme way of saying it is it's a weapon of psychological warfare. For a year, they had people locked in their houses. <clears throat> Humans have an affinity to numbers. For whatever reason, we love numbers. We're drawn to numbers. We're a highly superstitious species of creatures. And for a year, for a good year, they had people stuck in their homes, told them, don't go outside, don't get sunlight, don't get fresh air, don't interact with people. I mean, the studies alone on the necessity of, of physical touch and interaction for the immune system, we could do a whole show on that in itself. But people's, people need touch. And living creatures, living beings need touch. They need attention. They need communication with people. They need to see people's faces. Even this right here, even this right here, right? This is all you see. You can't see someone's mouth moving. I mean, I can't tell you. There are people that I work with who I may not, you know, people who came since COVID to my job and where I didn't even really know what their face looked like until I happened to see them without a mask one day. Like, oh shit, that's what your face looks like. <laughs> the, the devastation and the damage this is going to have on children. That's a whole other, this, how children are being socialized at this point. And we're going to see the manifestations of that very soon. But, you know, what this this what we're seeing right now is what they could have never done with 9-11. They tried it with 9-11, but they they could have never dreamed of this with 9-11. Because now you have a whole generation of children who all they know is this shit right here. This is their reality. And what they're gonna be adults with this imprinted on their DNA for a whole fucking year, okay? This is what they're going to understand as reality, all right? They're going to understand fear, judgment. I mean, the shit that they're doing to these children right now in these schools, they're forcing them to wear these masks. And and now the, the children who have received the jab in some of these schools, they're letting them take off the mask, right? But the children who have not received the jab, <clears throat> they have to keep on the mask. So now imagine psychologically what's going on with these children, right? Because children, humans in general, but especially children have a desire to be part of the group, right? They, they have a desire to be included. So it, you think it's a coincidence that the schools are, and the, they're making these laws or passing these rules that now 12 year olds can, 12 year olds can uh, basically consent to, to receiving the jab for themselves without the parents' permission or knowledge, okay? The, the, what we're doing, what's being done right now, there's a dangerous game in the U.S. It's going to have a devastating impact on the children. Dr. Stephen Baker, that's another good one. Dr. Stephen Baker. I um, can't remember what type of, he might be an osteopath. I can't remember what type of doctor he is, but he's another one. 
He's been speaking out about this. He's he's one of the first people, one of the first doctors who I heard saying that, you know, talking about the menstrual issues that that women are facing as a result of this jab. Not people who have received it even, but people who come in contact with the vaccinated, okay? Dr. Stephen Baker has been speaking on this. You need to check him out. <sighs> you know, and Dr. Simone Gold, she's um she's part of the frontline doctors and I heard she was an attorney. I don't know how true that is, but she, you know, I heard she was a lawyer as well. And she's another person who's been speaking out on this, who's been very vocal. She's been talking about the different treatments, the hydroxychloroquine. Uh, I'm hearing hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. Um, you can make the homemade hydroxychloroquine or some kind of substance that maybe acts similarly. It is you um, take like, what is it? The, the rinds from fresh oranges, grapefruits, limes. You put uh, about three inches of water over it and you simmer it down for about three hours. And then you take that, whatever that solution is, you bottle it up and you take, you know, a teaspoon every day. Like there's uh, there's a lot of things that people are doing and you have to find what's best for you in the end of the day. That's the most important thing. You have to find what's best for you. Do your homework and see what works for you. You know, I have my protocols for what I do and... Hopefully it's working, you know. Um, I'm a massage therapist, so one thing I do is in between each client, because I, I already have shea butter that has essential oils in it. And I have frankincense, but I also have oregano oil. Oregano oil is, you know, a antibacterial, antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral, all these things. So in in between each client, I am um before I go into the next client, uh, I'm you know rubbing my arms down with this with this shea butter. And is it working? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You know, I have some other things that I take elderberry syrup was able to get my hands on some <sighs> see if you can get your hands on some quinine folks the root not the root excuse me the bark not to not the manufactured version not the pharmaceutical version just straight quinine bark because Allegedly, that is natural hydroxychloroquine. So you can use that as prophylaxis. And you can use that as treatment in case you do contract this thing in the early stages. There are plenty of papers on, you know, National Institute of Health who say that this has strong, that, well, hydroxychloroquine has strong antiviral effects against SARS and SARS-CoV. And we also know that this SARS is like 70 to 80% similar to the original SARS. Okay. So we, we can, you know, kind of assume that the treatments that were used back then can be used now. 
And you know, I didn't I wasn't even trying to talk about this one topic the whole show. But one other thing to consider is the emergency use authorization. Now, <clears throat> this is going to be a fight right here because as far as I know, these these uh shots have not been licensed by the FDA. They were approved under emergency use authorization. Now, this is the important part, and this is why we got to put pressure on our selected officials, because you see how the schools and jobs are starting to, you know, they're trying to mandate it. But the thing is, it, it hasn't been licensed yet. The emergency use authorization is only valid as long as there is not, there are not other treatments that aren't as, especially when there are the other treatments aren't dangerous. Okay, so you have the hydroxychloroquine, you have the ivermectin, you have the uh, quinine, you have there's a whole list of effective treatments. Okay, uh, there was one doctor. Oh man, I gotta add him to the list too. Can't remember his name, but he was talking about how treatment of of the rona is mundane at this point <clears throat> i've had a few clients who had it and even they told me that they just stayed at home they got something from the doctor and they stayed home for days okay i know people who cured themselves using um it was like lime juice and something else you know they were doing the thing where they were boiling the uh the the citrus peels, cinnamon, other spices in water, <clears throat> and then breathing it in, right? Breathing it in, putting their heads over it and breathing it in. There was a lot of that going on early on in the pandemic. But then they were using lime and something else every day. Uh, Bredrin was feeding that to his wife when she got sick. And, you know, that's what helped her to, to get through it. There was no medicine from the doctor, nothing like that. So this one doctor was explaining how the treatment of the Rona is mundane at this point and is very easy for doctors. The numbers of deaths that we were seeing early on, I know y'all probably know this, one, especially in New York, it was from the ventilator machines. The ventilators were blowing out people's lungs. <clears throat> the protocol called for the use of these ventilators and they didn't really know how to treat it. So all they could do, it, it was the, the way that they were, the ventilators were calibrated, it was for viral pneumonia, but these people were presenting with epoxia. Basically, it seemed like that they were, um, they were facing altitude sickness. And so, Instead of, you know, they were being starved of oxygen. Uh, this one doctor was explained it would be like if they, you know, basically were um, were put at the top of the mount of a mountain or up at you know thirty five thousand feet without being able to acclimate. Their bodies were being starved of oxygen. They weren't presenting with viral pneumonia. So these, and if it, had they known that. They would have been easy. It would have been easy for them to adjust the ventilators 
to to address that issue, but they were being told it was viral pneumonia. <clears throat> so they were blowing out these people's lungs and that's what was actually killing them. And that's why they said early on in the pandemic that if someone went on the ventilator, then they would probably die. Why? Because that's why they were blowing out their lungs. And so, and then you had the, uh, the amount of people who died, whether you died in a car accident, you fell off of a building, you got eaten by a lion at the zoo, whatever the fuck it was, your the death on the death certificate was written down as Rona, okay? And you had morticians and, and uh, I can't remember what you call these guys, uh, whoever does it for the county, you had someone come forward and say that he was being ordered to do this and, and, and write down as the cause of death for everybody that came by. So the numbers <clears throat> the numbers were being inflated, all right? Not that there weren't people getting sick, but there was some cooking the books going on. And so now we have these policies being that have been, you know, implemented based off of faulty data. We've been hearing about these uh these PCR tests and, you know, Carrie Mullis, the creator of the PCR test, he told us, you know, from years ago that it's not a good way, it's not a viable way to measure if someone is sick. Okay? That's not the purpose of it. So, you know, again, you can take that how you want to take it. That's what we were told early on in this. The important part is, folks, educate yourself. Educate yourself when it comes to that. I could keep on talking about this, but, you know, there's a couple other things that I want to touch on tonight. You saw the ad. You saw it was from the movie Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. And... In that movie, you had a super soldier who was injected with nanotechnology and it turned him into a Superman, basically. <sighs> now, the thing is, one major thing in that movie, and it was major to me, besides the fact that he had this nanotechnology in him, but his handlers were able to directly access his brain through this nanotechnology, okay? He was just driving in the car and all of a sudden a voice appears in his head. He said, how are you talking to me? He says, because you have billions of nano neurosensors injected in your brain, basically. And you know, they were able to use these to kind of control his actions in a certain way. But one major thing that actually happened in the movies, there, there's an EMP. And when the EMP, when the button was hit on the EMP, it shut down all the power in the city, like all the power in the city. And again, you know, on some peep the propaganda, how many movies where have we seen some kind of EMP? I mean, it was in one of the more recent Fast and Furious movies. Again, a Vin Diesel movie. It was in... Uh, 
<sighs> excuse me, back in the day, this show called Jericho, this EMP. And we talked about, we've been talking about this stuff. And, and now we have this, I believe it's going to be around July 9th, this cyber polygon. This cyber polygon is basically, it's, it's the World Economic Forum putting on this, another tabletop exercise where they test how people respond to a cyber attack where the power grid is taken over. So we've been reporting on this for a while now, these cyber attacks. And this is, um, I'm just going to pull this up real quick because I don't know if we mentioned this last time. We might have, but this is June 6th, 2021, updated June 8th from, oh, excuse me, from the Seattle Times headline, Energy Chief Cites Risk of Cyber Attacks Crippling Power Grid. Peep the propaganda, ladies and gentlemen. You know where this is headed. Washington AP. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm on Sunday called for more public-private cooperation on cyber defenses and said U.S. adversaries already are capable of using cyber intrusions to shut down the U.S. power grid. Really? Quote, I think that there are very malign actors who are trying, end quote, she said. She added, quote, even as we speak, there are thousands of attacks on all aspects of the energy sector and the private sector generally, end quote. You hear that? There are thousands of attacks on all aspects of the energy sector and the private sector generally, end quote. Granholm noted, without mentioning the company by name, that Colonial Pipeline Co. was hit in May with a crippling cyber attack by a ransomware group. Colonial temporarily shut down its gasoline distribution networks in the South before paying $4.4 million to the hackers. She urged energy companies to resist paying ransom. And that's important right there because Colonial temporarily shut down its gasoline distribution networks. They shut down their own networks. They would have had people think that this uh, ransomware attack is what shut down the networks, but it was actually Colonial. That means all they had to do was flip a switch and the shit went off. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're dealing with right now is they these people who are in charge they have the ability to cut us off at any moment that they please and they haven't done it because they haven't wanted to at this point or maybe it hasn't been time yet but you see what happened in texas i don't even want to say they haven't because they have done it happened in texas in texas when they had that power outage that deep freeze and that power outage one that deep freeze down there i'm sure y'all probably know if you're listening to this you probably know that was weather warfare all day that was nothing but weather warfare in texas the, the fact that texas had that type of a blizzard and that deep freeze okay that was weather warfare now something interesting about that this is a teachable moment right one folks Always have just stock up on supplies. It's okay. People think you're crazy. They won't think you're crazy when you have food and sustenance, okay? Another thing, they shouldn't know that you have that shit. That's the other thing. That's why at a time like this, when things are cool, that's when, when you know, get a few cut cans of beans here and there. Get some, listen, 
You want to have nutrient-dense superfoods, nutrient-dense, non-perishable superfoods. That's rice, that's beans. We talk about this all the time. Get you, I always say navy beans because those are high in iodine and those will help to protect your thyroid in case there's some kind of nuclear fallout. Um, moringa, sea moss, hemp seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds. Um, you want to have potassium iodide on hand in case there's some kind of nuclear situation. You want to have things like elderberries and elderberry syrup so that one, okay, it, you have elderberry syrup, but then you just have elderberries in general. Those things are good for your immune system. Um, you want to have essential oils, oregano oil, uh, eucalyptus, oregano oil, eucalyptus, tea tree, lavender, um, clove bud, lemon oil, these are all these are all antibacterial, antimicrobial, uh, frankincense oil, and see if you can source them from a, a reputable place too, because you don't want to get any of these janky ass uh, essential oils offline. You want to make sure that the company that you get them from is producing quality oils, because I'm telling you, it, there is a major difference. <sighs> Chlorella, liquid chlor excuse me, li liquid chlorophyll, chlorella, spirulina, and you know a whole host of other stuff. You got to do your own research and find out what works for you. I just gave you a nice list, a nice list of things that you can just you know. Right now we have time, unless shit goes down, like unless shit is going down right now. We just don't know where the shit goes down tomorrow. You have time to get these things and stock up a little bit. It's not saying it's going to completely protect you against what's to come, but it's going to get your mind moving in the right direction because you all are extremely intelligent and you know what to do. You just need to listen to your instincts and your intuition and listen to the guidance, okay? We always have, we're always being guided. We are a part of nature. And so nature is always guiding us. Do you think the birds need to be told to fly, motherfucker, when there's a, a tidal wave going? Nah, they just out, right? When there's when there's an earthquake or when there's about to be a tsunami, what happens? You see all the animals making their way into the mountains. Where the fuck the animals going? I don't know, but we're following them for now, okay? That's the type of time you need to be on right now, okay? So just... Follow your guidance, follow your intuition, and it, it will not lead you in the wrong direction. Because, again, I can't tell you what to do. No online, no, nobody's going to be able to tell you what to do. But, you know, you can take the tidbits that work for you and discard the rest. And, you know, you, you got to protect you and your family. You have time. Like, right now you have time because shit hasn't completely hit the fan. But if and when it does hit the fan, you want to be ready. If you are in a red state, make sure you have some firearms, okay? Make sure you have firearms. You can have a couple firearms, but make sure you have ammo too, okay? Make sure you have plenty of ammunition because that's the game right now. Ammunition, uh, you know, I've been hearing about ammunition shortages. And this, this could even be, you know, the result of DHS and their standing orders that they purchased, you know, almost a decade ago at this point, where they were buying up billions of rounds of ammunition, okay, 
billions of rounds of ammunition for this time period, okay? Uh, I mean, we don't need to go into that today because we've talked about that in past shows. It just go into, I think it's one of the, the Rise of the Gestapo episodes or something like that. It may be that. It, it, we did it a couple months ago where we went through the checklist of the different agencies, especially the IRS, and look at the shit that the IRS is in right now, okay? Biden is trying to give them more money. They're in trouble because their, uh, I guess, their records or their data has been breached. The um, confidential information of billionaires has been exposed to show that billionaires only pay a percentage of taxes of their wealth. You know, that's a story, but it's not a story. It's a story. The thing, one of the things we got to understand is Income and wealth are two different things, okay? The wealth, uh, the, what makes these billionaires who they are and, and gives them the wealth that they have is that it's not necessarily based on just income, okay? They have investments in different things that yield certain percentages of interest, okay? And so if you, what's, you know, a percent of a billion dollars is still probably millions of dollars that they're bringing home. So they're just constantly multiplying their wealth. That's not the same thing as you and I maybe earning wages or a salary and then giving the government a percentage of our income, which is bullshit in itself. But, you know, that's neither here nor there because this is the type of slavery that, that we like. Okay, this is the type, and when I say we, I mean Americans right now. This is the type of slavery that Americans are okay with, because if we weren't okay with it, we would do something about it. That's how this shit works. That's how this game works, okay? Compliance is consent. So, just beware. Okay, folks, you know, years ago, we were talking about the Black Star drills. You can go back in the archives and look. I'm sure you'll find it. We talk about the Black Star drills where the government was toying with the power grid. And and DARPA was in there. DARPA, DARPA's all over this fucking place, man. I don't want to say too much about DARPA. DARPA, those are scary motherfuckers right there. I saw one of those DARPA dogs. I saw a video of a DARPA dog coming out of a New York City project. It looked like it was in Brooklyn. I have a New York City project, and the police were just walking that motherfucker with the remote control. Now, some kind of drug bust or something like that. Listen, I don't even know how they got that motherfucker upstairs, okay? But they did it. So what happens now when the DARPA dog is autonomous? Nigga, <laughs> keep playing with these people. They, you already saw what happened. We talked about it last week or the week before that drone attack in Libya. The drone was on its own fucking program, and it just flew off and went and attacked the, you know, the lieutenant of some of some uh separatist commander it wasn't even the main dude it was one of his mans went off and attacked him on its own we talked about the disposition matrix okay folks 
there is a fucking kill list. And if these autonomous weapons, if they can just turn around and kill somebody in Libya, everybody is fair game, okay? The, those same databases are in all the... And this was a quadcopter drone, okay? This wasn't even like a, a predator drone. It was like a quadcopter drone. The type of... Sh- Damn. These are the type of drones that... <laughs> these are the type of drones that can basically throw themselves at you and detonate on impact. This is a completely different battlefield from what a lot of people realize okay uh, i know even people talk about oh i'm just gonna go into a bunker underground if your bunker is not at least 110 story more than 110 stories underground it ain't doing shit okay not only do they have projectiles that can <sighs> excuse me not only do they have projectiles that can reach into your bunker but They have the ground-penetrating radar that can see at least 110 stories underground and create a 3D image of what it's seeing. So you you have a one, maybe two-story bunker. Your ass is huddled in the corner thinking you're doing something. That motherfucker can see you perfectly. It can see a 3D image of your ass in the corner of that bunker, okay? I'm just saying these are the type of things that we need to know so that we have like we can be realistic about our exp- about our expectations. <laughs> you know? I mean, if there's an EMP like the water infrastructure, the water infrastructure is so fucked up in this country right now. Like everything is just hanging on by a thread. I did a I did a little search of, because I'm in New York City, right? So I did a little search of the water quality in this city. That shit is horrendous. Like the amount of cancer-causing agents in the water. And these are things that are put into the water by the city. Okay? That's the other thing. They're they're intentionally put in like anti-corrosives and things to keep the pipes from corroding and the combination. I can't remember what they're called now, but a combination. Uh, it's like the trifecta of hell, something like that. A combination of chemicals where when you put them together, each of them individually cause cancer individually, and together they cause like super cancer or some shit. It's in the fucking water, okay? Dead Prez said, imagine having no clean... Imagine having no running water to drink, chemicals contaminate the pipes leading to your sink. Just think, if the grocery stores close the doors and they saturate the streets with tanks and start martial law, would you be ready for civil war? Dead press, 1999, they said that shit. We're living in it right now. And again, this war and this battlefield does not look the way that people expected, and so they don't know where to fight. I always say start with holding these politicians accountable because if, if an example can be made out of them, see, we just need so many judges, 
law enforcement officials, intelligence officials have just been compromised. And the way it works, from what I understand, is you don't need like, okay, so let's say you're talking about the FBI, right? Every FBI agent hasn't been compromised, and you have a lot of patriots and people who join an agency like that for the right reasons. All you need is one supervisor, one one office or one branch director, you know, in the right position. And that individual is going to be able to shut down any real investigation, any real conversation. I mean, you know, we, we talked about this a month, maybe a month ago, a month or two ago, when the t- two agents who arrested Sarnayev, two FBI agents, they were part of like the FBI's version of SEAL Team 6, which is ironic. And they said in a training exercise, these two motherfuckers fell out of a helicopter and died, nigga. What? What? That shit don't even sound right. You know? But somebody somebody probably put in the order. Like, nah, they got to go. They know too much. And threw those motherfuckers out of helicopter. They might not have even been thrown out of a helicopter for real. Maybe that was just the excuse that was given. Okay? Or maybe they did. You know? Maybe they did just slip and fall and die. They just happened to be the two dudes from this particular unit who apprehended Sarnayev. But that seems to happen a lot with people who are close to controversial situations, okay? So all that to say, someone like these, you know, You can take the FBI, you can take judges, you know, rest in power, Judge Sheila Abdul-Salam. She did a lot. We don't need to, you know, go into depth about her today. But there are so many people who have been compromised, and the ones who have not been compromised need to watch their backs. Because... (sighs) Excuse me, that piece of paper, that credential... That puts them in that position of authority or influence or as a witness to some things that we may not be privy to. If they don't go along with the program, that makes them dangerous. We need more people like that because those type of people are being wiped out. There should be protection for people like that. There should be protection for judges who are working on cases like the Epstein trial. Why is it that these punk-ass judges haven't released all that information to the public at this point? Because they've been compromised, plain and simple. You don't have to like jog your mind about it. They've been compromised. That's part of the issue. You all... Y'all heard Russia is dropping the U.S. dollar. We've been talking about this shit for years. You know, it was coming. I don't know if I could pull up this particular article at this point. 
but there was an article that came out back in 2009, right? 2008, 2009. And it said that, yeah, it was 2008. This story came out and said, in a decade, China would start to ditch the American dollar as the reserve, as the world reserve currency. In 2008, it came out that China, Russia, Qatar, France, and a host of other nations were plotting against the U.S. Oh, here we go. Let me look up. Um, and they were creating what they call the basket of currencies. Let me see if I could pull it up, if I could find this article. Because, hmm, what year is this from? 2015, so this is even late in the game. See if I can find something from a little before that. If not, let me see. Because this a story came out in 2008, and it let us know that basically these people were ready to ditch the dollar. Oh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Perfect. So I remember hearing this story back in 2009, 2008, 2009. The, this is from BBC News, Tuesday, 6 October 2009. Headline, Dollar Falls on Oil Plan Report. The dollar has fallen following a report that Gulf states are in secret talks to replace the greenback as the main currency for trading for the trading of oil. Nations including Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates were speaking to Russia, China, Japan, and France said the UK's independent newspaper. However, Saudi Arabia subsequently said the report was absolutely inaccurate. Okay. It caused the euro to rise 0.4% against the dollar, blah, blah, blah. Um, the independence report said the Gulf states wished to replace the dollar over a nine-year period with a basket of currencies including the yen, China's yuan, the euro, and the new unified currency plan for nations in the Gulf Cooperation Council, which includes Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, the Arab, the United Arab Emirates, and Qatar. Kuwait also denied the, the article's claim. Quote, we have never discussed or proposed this, said Kuwait oil minister. Listen, China's central bank suggested in March that the dollar should be replaced by a new global reserve currency run by the International Monetary Fund. Okay, so that's what came out back then. All right. And so when I heard that report, I knew that it was on. I knew it was just a matter of time because they said nine years. So in 2018, when I saw it was a report in um, War World Affairs. Uh, damn. What's the um, the Council on Foreign Relations? 
newspaper, whatever that is, it came out that basically the death of the dollar, you know, that that's what the title of that was indicating. Talked about how American hegemony was over. All right. So they were already go. They were going along right along with the propaganda of the death of the dollar and all that stuff. So what we're seeing now with Russia, Russia abandoning the dollar, Russia will remove this from CNBC from June 3rd, 2021, Russia says it will remove dollar assets from its wealth fund. Russia is cutting the U.S. dollar from its $186 billion national wealth fund as Washington continues to impose sanctions on Moscow. The move was announced at the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum on Thursday by Finance Minister Anton Siluana. Quote, like the central bank, we have decided to reduce investments of the NWF in dollar assets, end quote, he told reporters. According to a Reuters translation, adding that the NWF will instead invest in Euro, Chinese yuan, and gold assets. Listen, folks, I don't need to go into depth about this shit. You see what's going on. Um, they want to collapse the U.S. economy, all right? There's a plan to kill off a sizable portion of the American population. If you know about the Deagle 2025 plan... The Deagle 2025 projection, it says by 2025, the U.S. will have about 80% fewer people. 80% fewer people. That means somehow, mysteriously, 80% of people living in the United States are going to disappear. Whether it's through migration, starvation, you pick one. Incarceration. You pick one, okay? D-E-A-G-E-L forecast. It's it's um you can still find information on it, but the, the website has since changed and it doesn't look exactly like it used to. But you can find those numbers, you can see it. I remember hearing about this early too, like like around 2015 is when you started hearing about this projection. You said, what? 2025. Well, that's 10 years away. Well shit. 2025 is four, three and a half years away right now. So, you know, move accordingly, folks. Do what you got to do. This is, we are beyond the point of trying to convince people right now. All right? We're beyond trying to convince people. You, you You don't have the luxury, I believe, we don't have the luxury of trying to convince people at this point. We got to save our asses at this point because there's some stuff coming, you know, there's some stuff on the horizon and we have to be mentally prepared and physically prepared for what's coming. (sighs) Excuse me. Forbes magazine, February 28th, IRS reports 700,000 U.S. taxpayers hacked and 47 million get transcripts ordered. 
I'm not even reading that shit. You know what it is with the IRS, okay? They have all their fucking knuckle breakers. <laughs> their uh, automatic weaponry. You said what's coming? Suzanne Maria, what's coming? Possible blackout. Whether it's a cyber attack or whether... You just have somebody, you know, in our government or different officials just, you know, flipping the switch, turning shit off. Regardless, possible cyber attack, um, you know, possible physical attack. See, this is the thing. People think, I don't know if people think this, but there's this idea that Russia is going to come in and take us over. Russia is, you know, Russia is historically upset. Not upset is a strong word, but they realize that they're never going to really get to square off with the U.S. militarily the way that they want to because this country is being systematically dismantled from our rights to our freedoms the, the society is being altered. And I know people are upset about this this comparison that RT did where they compared the you know US military to the Russian military, where you know they had a, a young lady with two lesbian mothers and you know she's you know doing the challenge courses she's talking and she was a protester and now she's in the military and all this. That's great. You know what I'm saying? That's great. But Russia, they have these badass Spetsnaz motherfuckers who catch bullets for fun. We are, they are not speaking the same language, you know? And it's not to say that women are weak or anything like that, but you're dealing with some fucking killers. Like, these are two different breeds of people, okay? And the, the purpose of the military is not, is not, to uh you know i feel like all that that display of rights okay for instance um the uh the 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 whole civil rights not civil rights but you know, the, the whole protest culture, and, and you see in the military how certain um, fitness requirements have been lowered so that more women can join the military. It's like, is that really the, the direction we want to go with the military? Because these are the people in the end of the day who are going to have to fight against enemies, foreign and domestic. And you want the sharpest, strongest individuals on those battlefields, okay? You want the sharpest, strongest, and smartest individuals on those fields of battle. And I'm not even an advocate of war at all. But I understand that once you start making the military and war a social issue, you're heading in the wrong direction. If y'all don't know what a Spetsnaz is, you should look it up. S-P-E-T-S-N-A-Z. Russian Spetsnaz. 
S-P-E-T-S-N-A-Z. Look it up. Because that's who, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of them in this country as it is. And, you know, it's not going to be good for Americans. These people, you don't need very many Spetsnaz to completely dismantle the infrastructure of a country, especially when they are put in the position to do so. Okay? Um, War and military is not a social issue. It is a military issue. It is an issue of killing and defense, okay? Um, You know, I don't think, for the most part, women should be put on the battlefield in general, but that's just my opinion. You know, I don't think that's the thing to do. I think, you know, one, war should be avoided at all costs. But then if you're going to go to war, at least protect women and children. You know, and yeah, I know there have been, you know, Amazon warriors historically all throughout history. And that's not to take away from them. For the most part, when you're fighting a war, you want to defend the women and children, okay? But now you have, you know... Gonna be sending the women to war and men who wanna be women get to stay home. This shit is fucked up. Listen, listen, just look up Spetsnaz, okay? And maybe that'll put shit into better perspective, okay? Of what I'm talking about. Like, Spetsnaz don't care about none of that shit. Spetsnaz catch bullets for fun. Spetsnaz break flaming cinder blocks over their heads to demonstrate their strength, okay? Spetsnaz, these motherfuckers, and they're in this country already. It's no secret. They're in this country already. And they, the, what has been done to break down this country, the society in America, the plans have already been affected. It's been, you know, probably a 30, 40 year plan the the beef that we are told that the U.S. had with the Soviet Union was not a real beef, okay? wasn't real. The U.S. was still doing business with them. The U.S. was still building up this the Soviet military and the Soviet space program. So on the most basic level, we're told that there was a space race with the Soviets, but then we're helping them build up their space program. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, this just sounds crazy. But if people don't know history, if they have no concept of history, it's not going to make sense to them. Look at the Vietnam War. As the U.S. was so-called fighting, fighting the Viet Cong, you had American companies, the IBMs and whoever else, shipping and trading with the Viet Cong. So if they're shipping and trading technology with the Viet Cong, that means they are technologically advancing the Viet Cong who are in a war with the U.S. And the U.S. lost that war. Did 
these corporations helped the U.S. to lose the Vietnam War? I'm just that. I'm just throwing stuff out there, just asking questions. Okay. <sighs> the version of history we have been told has been largely lies, going all the way back. But we just deal with recent history. It's been lies, and so. Where we're at right now, they're trying to get rid of motherfuckers in this country. That's all I know. They're trying to get rid of a lot of people on earth in general, but especially the United States. They want to destroy the Constitution. Why? Because once you get rid of that, then you can get rid of this country. And once you get rid of this country, then they could have this global, this this <laughs> this global um, authoritarian regime, basically. You know, I could go on. She was going on with the with the chemtrails and the geoengineering. That's just one aspect of it. This is what I'm saying. It's a war on so many fronts. Chemtrails and the geoengineering. One part of the global government is the. Um, Carnegie Climate Geoengineering Governance Initiative. Let me say that again. It's the Carnegie Carnegie Climate Geoengineering Carnegie Carnegie Climate Geoengineering and, and Governance Initiative. Look that up. The Carnegie Climate Geoengineering and Governance Initiative. Look that shit up. Because that's one part of the global government, okay? The global government isn't just one thing, in my opinion. It's many different things covering many different areas and topics. And you chop off one head, and the next one's going to pop up. That's why my man Craig B. Hewlett, the Hydra of Carnage, okay? That's why it's called the Hydra of Carnage, because you chop off one head, and another one just pops up. Um, let me see if I could just... Let me see if I could just pull out an excerpt from this wonderful book. Okay. It's too dense. This shit is too dense. Take my word on it. It's fucked up. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Every, I mean, I don't think you understand. Like, this book, like, it's, it's so damn dense <laughs> that to even pull out, to pull out just an excerpt would mean so much context just to make it make sense. I mean, this is about the placement of military bases along with private corporations, you know, uh, Caspian Sea region, the, the use of propaganda in order to foment these wars at, at the, uh, but completely for the benefit of the corporations. 
Yeah, they're not. They're not going to use. They don't. They don't want to use the A bomb. It's, it's not about. It's never about the atomic bomb. Okay, there may be small, you know, tactical nukes used here and there, but it's it's never about the atomic bomb. I don't think there's going to be, you know, all-out nuclear war unless Israel starts flinging nukes on some Samson option stuff. For the most part, there's not going to be, I don't think there's going to be atomic bombs being thrown around because that's not beneficial to anybody. What you're going to see are some tactical nukes, maybe, but in the end of the day, it's just, you know, they're better, they're stronger weapons than nukes, you know? There are EMPs that can just shut down the power grid. There are, you know... Shit, the food shortages that are going on right now. I mean, the the food infrastructure is being hit. It's, they've been hitting it for years, and folks don't realize it yet because it hasn't quite hit home yet. But this is why I tell people, you know, start stocking up on stuff. Nutrient-dense superfoods, ladies and gentlemen. Get your cans of beans. I named some beans before. The navy beans are always good because, you know, they, they protect your thyroid against in case there's some kind of nuclear fallout. Uh, whatever beans you can get your hands on, dried beans and canned beans. Definitely dried beans, but then if, if the water infrastructure gets hit, then what, how are you going to soak your beans? Yeah. Yeah, there's artificial food shortages going on right now, and we're in a grand solar minimum right now, which means the growing season is going to be a little dicey. Um, in the beginning of the pandemic, people were farmers were being forced to destroy their produce, onions, peppers, uh, uh, potatoes. You know what I mean? I mean, the especially in the U.S., just the food infrastructure is being slammed. Okay, you saw that. Uh, the meat, the meat um, distributor, largest meat distributor in the world or something like that got hacked the other day. They had to start destroying animals and destroying uh, 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 products. It's, it's a shit show, folks. It is complete pandemonium. And we don't know because we're not being told. But uh, And I always say it, just watch out when the, the, the toilet paper army finds out that there might be food shortages. You think it was bad with toilet paper. That's just for wiping your ass. You could wipe your ass with newspaper. You could wash your ass. Okay? But food? That's what I was going to say. When Texas got hit by that deep freeze, I spoke with one of my friends who lives out in Texas. She was telling me that the shells were bare, there was no bread, no meat, all the canned food and boxed food was gone, but all the fresh produce was still there. Toilet paper army. Okay, folks? Yeah. So... That's just something to kind of think of. Like, even in the midst of all this, there are still ways to get wins, but you have to be savvy and you have to be on it every day. It's okay if you kind of look like a crazy prepper. But, you know, 
don't don't let people see you're only gonna look like that to the people who are closest to you because nobody should know that you're stocking up supplies nobody like if you have a home with a garage you drive your car into the garage you close that bitch and you unpack your car in there okay nobody should know what you have you know we carry shopping bags we carry carrying the bags carrying a couple things nobody should ever know what you have because if and when shit hits the fan those people those are the same people who are going to be coming for your shit guaranteed that's what the weapons are for and hopefully your your weapons are better than theirs all right if they come with weapons and you get them first hopefully you get some new weapons and some more weapons that's the way you got to think if you have one gun one gun can get you 10 guns I'm not saying go out and do something to get 10 guns but if people are coming for you and your canned goods in a shit hits the fan situation they're coming with something you know what I'm saying? That's where we're at. That's where we're headed right now. And, and thank you. Right. Choose words carefully. Thank you. Because, you know, that's not the reality that we want to see. But that's the reality that's being created for us. And so it's important to also choose the reality that you want to see. Because that's also what time we're living in right now. How do you want this world to look? How do you want your world to look? You know? There's a lot of different dynamics going on right now. And if you look at the movies, you look at the movies that are made, that's the reality that they want to see. It's not like these aren't entertainment as much as they are advertisements for what certain people want to see. And that's the same thing with religious books, too. These religious books, especially in the Judeo-Christian religion, they want this apocalyptic showdown between good and evil and every side thinks they're good. And they tend to think most other people are evil. And, you know, that's their worldview. So somebody who doesn't fit that worldview, it's easy to mark that person as an enemy. You know? The world I want to see, well, part of it, I want to see you know, the powers that be held accountable for what they've done and what's being done. You know, there has to be accountability. There has to be some kind of, I don't want to call it retribution, but, you know, the people need to be, the people need to know that they are free from whatever yoke we've been put under. And... 
people can thrive. People know what to do. People don't need to be told by some master what to do. They just need to be to have the foot taken off of their neck. What we're seeing right now, this is the the culmination of a manifestation. And and I think we're seeing it, you know, we're seeing it. Look at what's going on with Fauci right now, right? And Bill Gates. We know how crooked those two are. And all of a sudden, now we're seeing Fauci being hung out to dry. We're seeing Bill Gates. Something's going on with Bill Gates. More is coming out about Bill Gates and his relationship, even with Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. These people, you know, maybe they're just being sacrificed by the global elites because they do that. They sacrifice their own. Or maybe the wheels of justice are slowly turning in our direction. But I think it's important for us to continue to apply pressure. Even in the spiritual realms, like our manifestations are extremely powerful. And so, and our minds are extremely powerful. So, you know, if nothing else, when you go off, especially like you go off to sleep tonight, when you're doing your work in the spiritual realms, you know, create the reality that you want to see completely and do it without fear. There's a lot... There's a lot going on. They're going to throw aliens at us. Probably a fake alien invasion of some sort. But 11 days. It's June 14th right now. Within 11 days, we are supposed to get disclosure. 11 days. All right, folks. So... Some wacky shit might pop off in 11 days. You might have, you know, the sky filled with fake UFOs or real UFOs. Runs flown by humans, though. Who knows? I wouldn't trust the first aliens I see. Unless there's like a fleet of somebody on their way over here. And that's why they gave that June 25th date. You know? Well, by June 25th, we're supposed to have alien, not alien, but UFO disclosure. So we'll see how that goes. 11 days, June 25th. June 25th. Um, That was 180 days from whenever Trump signed that. I guess it was some kind of with the stimulus or something like that stimulus bill. You know, um, 180 days from that is about June 25th. So, whatever that is. There's going to be still continue to be a lot of distractions out here, ladies and gentlemen. 
But to me, one of the most important things is the basics, like I always said. Shit. Shit. Oh, Suzanne says she saw a UFO. I believe it. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the skies right now. There's all kind of UFOs, all kind of, because UFO, that just means unidentified flying object. And they're even kind of relabeling them to take it out of the, the whole conspiracy theory realm. They're calling them, what is it? I don't even know what they're calling Um, something, I don't know what they're calling. They're calling them a whole different name right now. That's all I know. <laughs> calling them a whole different name. They give them a whole different acronym than UFOs to put them into a different realm. But, you know, I definitely believe it. I've seen so many UFOs in my life. It's crazy. I even have videos of them on, on my um few videos of UFOs on my Instagram page. Just look at, you know, when you get a chance, you can look at wingless planes. Hashtag wingless planes. Oh, you're talking about the Earth's polarity. Where's my compass? Yo, Earth's polarity has been changing. Um, That's a good point. I haven't checked it in a while. I don't think I have a compass near me, but this was a couple years ago, True North had gone past, what they say, the international date line, it was a whole different shit, like, even where the sun comes up, like, it's not really coming up in the east right now, it's coming up, like, more in the northeast, Unless I'm mistaken. <clears throat> yeah, the poles are moving, um, you know, several degrees every year. And then it's just getting faster, you know, like a magnet, like a giant magnet. It's getting a little faster every year, which means, I mean, I'm sure, see, I'm, if I knew what the math was, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure someone on here can probably tell us, like, at what's the tipping point? You could probably get it down to the day of the tipping point. And the powers that be, I'm sure they know this tipping point because they got supercomputers and super mathematicians that could say, yes, on this day, there will be a drastic, sh drastic shift in the Earth's polarity. But even, what was it, 2018? 2019. 2018, 19. You can see very clearly that the earth, that the sun is coming up in a different place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. This is the climate change, but not CO2. Thank you, right? Yeah, the climate's changing all right. <laughs> it's changing all right. I mean, you got some people talking about Planet Planet X is coming in, but you know we'll see if that happens. It might be coming. If that comes in, it's going to bring in a whole whole host of 
of situations. Folks, all I can do is tell you, you know, to, to do the basics, the basics of preparation. And again, non-perishable nutrient-dense superfoods, water and water filtration, weapons, and just, you know, remain spiritually strong throughout these times. Whatever you have to do, whatever you got to do to stay strong in these times, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to leave it right there. I feel like I say that every week, if nothing else. But I want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank everybody that's been up in the comments. I really appreciate your, your feedback and your commentary. Always giving me stuff to think about. Letting me know that, um, you know, talking to my peoples. Definitely check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. We also have otwtube.com. That's free speech social media, otwtube.com. I'm telling you on there, OTWTube is dope because a lot of the, the videos and content that's being deleted from other places on the internet, it is slowly finding its way to OTWTube, and it's beautiful. It's like the more I go on there and I see, and I see different, you know, just the, the different accounts. Like I've seen some wild videos on OTWTube. It's like, damn. Like, it's really here, you know? We don't, like, even posting on there, it's a whole different feeling because there's a certain way I post on Instagram because I know that it might be flagged or censored or even deleted where all of a sudden all that stress is just relieved when I'm on otwtube.com because I no longer have to censor myself. And you're going to see, I haven't really had the time to do it, but a lot of the content that's being censored in other places <clears throat> I'm gonna I, I I have it I'm gonna put it up on otwtube.com so you know stand by for that but I strongly encourage you all to create accounts on there and you know just have fun interact with your fellow uh, your fellow members and you know start to build those relationships because there's there's a movement brewing right now. There's a movement brewing right now. And we saw it with the um the protesters in Hong Kong. We saw it with the yellow vests in France. We've seen it with the different protests all across the world where people are tired of these oppressive government regimes. They want their freedom and they want their liberty and they're willing to lay their bodies on the line for it. So now is the time to join with like-minded people, share your ideas and figure out how we're going to navigate this new world. And, you know, it's a day by day thing. And every day we're being faced with new challenges. And we have to learn how to overcome them, okay? 
on the most basic level, we need to feed ourselves, we need to clothe ourselves, we need to keep roofs over our heads. And so it's a, it's a spiritual battle and it's a physical battle too, you know? And we have to, you have to be spiritually strong in order to fight physically. I'll say it like that. Take it how you want to. But this isn't the season of giving up, folks. We didn't come here to give up and give in, all right? I want to thank you all for coming through. I appreciate everybody and your content. I will be tuning in. Hopefully y'all can hit me up in my DMs, whatever. On my post, share the stuff, share the information with anybody who you feel is on the wake up. Big shout out to all of you. Big shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Tune in again for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up. otwtube.com uncensored free speech platform look it up flawed individual thanks for keeping the lights on dang cindy ashley production on the wake up